Welcome to C3 Church Wellington. One church, two locations. Following the hashtag Relationship Goal series from April 2018, Pastors Steve and Bex sat down for a question and answer session, taking questions from real people like you and answering them as honestly as possible. Here's what they had to say. Welcome to our amazing Relationship Goals live Facebook session. So good to have you with us. Come on, loving it. So I'm Bex. Yeah, hey, I'm Steve. And together, <laughs> we, we, like, we sound like we're introducing like a, a band. <laughs> together we are. We are. We have been married for 12 amazing years and we have five amazing children. And we've just covered off a relationship series at church. We are the pastors of C3 Church in Wellington. And um, we are doing this as a bit of a Q&A, just following up from our relationship series. Mm. So we have got some Awesome, interesting, and amazing questions. Yeah, and a few che- um, and a few cheeky trolls as well. Yeah, a few trolls. Always got to have the trolls. I see some cheeky trolls in here, but bring it on. That's, bring our, it on. that's our crew. Love you guys. Um, yeah. So our relationship oh. goal series was um, was awesome. We just finished that a few weeks back, and it was a four part series. We try to cover off friendship, um, dating. Uh, singleness, dating, and and marriage, and you know what we realise it's a big topic, and it's mm. a it's a really important um, topic to be talking about, a subject to be talking about, and so we thought, hey, what you know, we knew that it might raise some questions, and so we thought, why don't we give people an opportunity to be able to ask some questions, and we can create a, a forum like this to be able to to be able to answer them, and so uh, that's what we're doing tonight. We we've we set up a um, a Q and A, an anonymous Q and A. Uh, form that people could put their their questions in, and so we've got a bunch of questions. We don't know who asked them, uh, so hey, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and hopefully, you know, we just hope that tonight, hopefully helpful. Yes, something is helpful for for somebody out there. Look, if we help one person, uh, then we've done we've done. It's, it's been worth it, and yep, so definitely, yeah. Um, so yeah, as Bex said, we've been married twelve years, and. Uh, and I, I'm a fan of marriage. Uh, yep. We love marriage. Big we're, fans, yeah. We're passionate about healthy relationships. Yeah. And totally. uh, and we're not perfect people. And so the disclaimer is is that we don't have all the answers. Uh, that we're not, uh, you know, God's gift to, you know, we're not marriage gurus. Um, but you know, I, I think that we've got some things that uh, we've found to be helpful in our lives, and hopefully will be helpful in yours if you are in or journeying towards towards marriage because most of these questions we've got tonight are uh, around the subject of marriage so yeah awesome all right so awesome hey so why don't we just uh, jump into question number one and get this thing this ball rolling Rolling. all right so hey so question number one uh with high divorce rates worldwide how can a couple safeguard their relationship and have a happy marriage so you know, divorce ra- divorce rates. Um, I know it's scary, isn't it? You know, look, it ha- it's it's. I think there's about eight thousand marriages every year in New Zealand are dissolved. Uh, something around that number is eight thousand marriages. So you know, that's um, no matter what the the percentages, that's eight thousand too many. Yeah. So too many, yeah. so the question is, how do we safeguard um, our marriages and have a happy marriage? Mm, there's so many things. <laughs> um, I would say. Um, so my grandparents, shout out to my grandparents who have been married for 60 years. Come on. And they still love each other, which is like our, that's our hashtag marriage goals right there. And they, um, their quote in life is to give a little more than you take. And I think in marriage, um, 
in our relationship in particular, I think um, it's always, you've always got to focus on the other person. Um, and yeah, there's so many ways to have a happy marriage. I also think, I hadn't thought about this till now, but um, discovering each other's love languages, mm. I think is absolute key. And there is, you can do that online. It's a test, um, figuring out your love language. And for us, for example, like Steve's number one is words of affirmation. Yeah, words go So on. to love him well, um, you know, I can say nice things versus me just internally thinking them, which I'm really good at. Um, and like my number one is acts physical of service. Touch. Physical touch. No, okay, no, it's not physical touch. Used to be. Um, <laughs> acts of service. Acts of service. So if Steve empties the dishwasher for me <laughs> before I get up in the morning, like I feel loved. So it's just things like that, like looking out for each other um, and just doing the small things. It doesn't have to be major, major um, things, but yeah. Yeah, a little thing goes a long way. Absolutely. You know, uh, come on, come on. let's not just wait for flowers on birthdays and, you know, uh, you know, a card at Valentine's Day. And uh, it's just a little loving each other and the little things every day. Yeah. Um, I would say that uh, I am I am not trying to fight for my happiness in this marriage or my, you know, satisfaction, but I'm fighting for Bex's. So my responsibility as Bex's husband is to, to find out what makes her tick, find out what, you know, what her love language is, find out what her passions are, find out what makes her zing and flourish and to make that happen, to create an environment, create a space mm-hmm. and to, to see that come about. What's her dreams? What's her ambitions? What, you know, and so that's, I am her advocate. I am her cheerleader. The moment I become mine, and you know, things become uh, can become a slippery slope to conflict. But Bex fights for me. I fight for her. Yeah, definitely. You know, that's one of the things I, I love about you know the covenant of marriage is that it is about oneness. Mm. It's about two people coming together and, and becoming one. Uh, and that's not easy. And that doesn't necessarily happen overnight. But it's about a journey towards oneness. And mm. I believe uh, when you uh, a journey towards oneness, you're going to find yourself um, in a. In an enjoyable relationship and in a uh, and, and, and loving life I think that you sh- the more that you share together uh, and the more that you open yourself up you know that's the great thing again about marriage is that you've got someone that's saying I'm going to be with you I'm choosing you I see your flaws I see you know the warts and all scenario and mm-hmm. I'm choosing you and what a safe place you know what a safe place to be and so um, that gives you the, 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 the place to be vulnerable and to be seen and uh, you know that creates deep connection, deep intimacy, mm. and uh, that's what every human being needs. What about so safeguarding your relationship? I think yeah. that's um, vital. I think that comes down to um, just being aware of situations you're putting yourself in. Um, so for every relationship, that could look different. Um, but safeguarding your relationship, well, you're probably not going to, you know, go out late at night without your spouse into a scene that might not you know, be a healthy scene um, or, you know, there's things on the computer, things on the internet. Yeah. Um, there's all sorts of things that we just have to be smart and wise and have eyes only for each other um, and all of those things. But I think there's definitely boundaries and things you can put in place. Depends on what type of person you are and what thing is your struggle or yeah. um, your sin or, the your you know, your battle. Um, you've got a really, uh, you're really passionate about, um, an open, no secrets in a relationship. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. My um, number one piece of advice to people getting married is do not get married with any secrets. Um, and I mean, that's big secrets like um, things like, um, oh, 
yeah. Flooding someone's bathroom when you're a child? No, I was actually going to say something more serious about, for example, like if you had an abortion at 15, like that's a big secret. You could live with that forever and through your whole married life. But things like that, your spouse needs to know. Mm. So, um, you know, the big things like that, not the... Not the small things that you stole, like 20 cents from your mum's purse when you were five. <laughs> um, that's not a secret. But you know the big, you know the earthquake moments in your earthquake life moments. that sometimes nobody knows. Somebody, sometimes you haven't told anyone, but you must tell the person that you're marrying. Yeah. Because your goal is to spend, I was going to say, eternity with that person, which that's how I feel. Um, but I think, um, yeah, definitely having no secrets is um, is a huge part of that too. Um, and even within marriage, you know, when things happen, if things happen, um, finding a healthy way to communicate that. Yeah, um, and look, a couple of our questions are around communication, and yeah. we'll jump into that in a second. The second question is kind. We kind of started touching on it, so let's let's read question number two. What does purity look like? Sorry, yeah, look like, and is it still important in marriage? So. Interesting question, purity in marriage, um, and I'm not sure if this 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 person was wanting to know about purity in marriage, or maybe is purity still important leading up to marriage, mm-hmm. um, but let's take it on face value, purity within marriage, or fidelity within yeah. marriage, um, what would you have to say to this to this person? Um, mm. You're saying, you know, th- protecting or guarding Yeah, protecting your or guarding your yeah. marriage. Um, yeah, I think... Purity within marriage is like all of this that we're discussing. None of it's easy. Um, it's work and it's hard. Mm. Um, but purity within marriage is so vital. Um, that is my hope and prayer um, to have a pure marriage, to have one that honors God and and honors each other. Um, I think when you choose to marry someone. That is your, you know, you've declared to that person that they are the one, um, and just daily deciding that you are the one, and you get to a point in your marriage. Um, I don't want to like poo-poo people who are about to get married, but you do get to a point in your marriage where you have to choose to love. You know, you fall in love, but then you actually have to actively choose to love. Um, and I think that's um, a really important thing to remember too. But purity, yeah, within marriage. I'm not yeah, sure what so else absolutely. I, I mean, I, I absolutely agree with you, you know, honey, that, you know, love is more than a feeling. Love is obviously mm. a choice and action. Um, and the thing with purity, uh, and I think that, um, you know, the Bible or Christianity or Christian moral, moralistic values have taken a bit of a, uh, a hit, um, you know, as being prudish or, you know, bigoted or whatever, um, that is kind of old hat or, you know, gone with the, you know, could have gone with the wind. And, uh, but here's the thing, see, in, uh, you know, the Bible just dis- dis- uh, uses the word, one of the words for love uh, used in the Hebrew language is the word dod. And it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's the, it's, it's the, it's the word that is used when representing intimacy uh, or intercourse. And uh, dod means the mingling of souls. That is the definition of dod. Um, and you'll find, you know, all throughout the Bible where um, this has been referenced um, in Genesis 34 um, when Jacob's daughter Dinah was, um, was you know, uh, I don't know this is kind of strong language, but basically was almost 
raped by a man. Um, it said that his soul longed for her after they had had intercourse. His soul longed for her, and in you know in First Corinthians uh, seven, Paul talks about how um, when you give yourself over, you're mingling spirits. You know, yes. you know, you, you in, in that sexual. So, so I think that when we say like purity before marriage and save yourself for marriage, it's not just kind of this prudish kind of position that, you know, to be all self-righteous and high and mighty, but it's actually wisdom because what we don't realise is that in that action, it's actually bigger than we realise what's mm-hmm. going on internally uh, to us. It says that we're mingling our souls. And so, you know, not to condemn those that uh, that um, ha- maybe have um, been in, in sexual relationships, you know, God is gracious and the love of God and the grace of God is there for every person. He can redeem and restore, mm-hmm. but there is consequences to our actions. Yep. And, and so I think about what would I say? to my daughter um, I would say save yourself man save yourself for the one because on the other side of, of a covenant marriage of saying I'm choosing you for the rest of my life I'm covenanting myself to you then I'm going to give all of myself mm. to you and we're going to mingle our souls together and that's where oneness comes and so that's the rhythm of uh, of the kingdom of God it's the rhythm of God's intent for humanity and um, there's been a lot of uh, sort of you know cultural moving away from that um, but we would say Fight for fidelity, fight for faithfulness um, before and especially in in marriage. Um, Awesome. Hard stuff, but, you know, um, it's good to talk about it. Uh, Question number three. How do you get a marriage back on track if one party doesn't see the need to communicate anymore on any level? You've got a marriage there. It's and tough. one of the part, one of the one of the husband or the wife is just I'm, I, I don't want to communicate anymore. How do you get it back on track? Um, that's tough. So in our early marriage, by the way, we've never had like a a moment where we've thought like I'm done. This is it. Praise God. Um, but in our early marriage, just trying to figure out how we communicated, and mm. um, we're both very different people. <laughs> Opposites attract. Um, but I am an internal processor. So Steve will tell me something and I just look <laughs> and no words come out because I'm processing what he's trying to communicate to me. Whereas Steve is a little bit like verbal diarrhea sometimes. Like he verbally processes. So he'll just talk, 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 talk until it's kind of come to the conclusion or he's figured it out. So in our early marriage, it would frustrate Steve. Like he'd say just like what do you think or can you just talk to me just and I'm talk like to me. <laughs> and also because Steve's so good at articulating his words I was quite shut down and probably quite fearful that even if I said something it wouldn't quite match up to how he articulated it and also being a words guy right so yes so I'm weighing you know, everything that's been said and uh you know, so you got to watch your P's and your Q's, you know, and you know? so, you know, I, I, I guess that could make me quite sensitive to words. And so Bex was obviously being aware of that as well. Yeah. So do you know what I used to do? Like, this is kind of funny now, and I think I've still got a few of them, but I used to write down, like, I would feel like our marriage got to like this boiling point and I had like all these issues and all these problems and, you know, life was tough and I'd write everything down and then just be like, babe, here's your letter. <laughs> and, um, and then he'd like not even know half of what was going on in my mind and in my life and was just oblivious which but that was such a great way for us back then because you know I don't know what you're like when you communicate but sometimes when you communicate from your feelings or Mm. you're irrational or you're tired or you're stressed or um 
you know, rock bottom. Um, I just think the letter was a good idea for me. And for us in the beginning, we have progressed and we have matured quite some. So that's awesome. So now we actually do talk. Um, <laughs> but in a marriage, trying to get your marriage back on track, if the other person doesn't want to communicate, I would say um, you potentially may need to get like a close friend or a pastor or someone that you can both trust um, to, involved, like to just come and even just hang out with you and and just try and figure out what is it, why is the other person not wanting to communicate, mm-hmm. um, what's happened. And it's probably, I think sometimes we can think it's all because, you know, we've done something and that person's not talking because we've done something, but it might be something that's going on in their world. Yeah. Um, and it could have nothing to even do with your marriage, but I just think getting a safe person in, someone that you can both trust, um, yeah, but not going behind your spouse's back, I think. Is yeah, honour awesome, on one you know? another, right? Yeah, don't like you don't want to just go off just, you know, t- telling everyone that, you know, your husband or wife doesn't want to talk to you anymore and, you know, that's very, yeah, I'm really about respect and honouring. So, um, yeah, just finding someone that is, yeah, so whether it's, you know, a sister or a brother or, yeah, a pastor or a friend. That's, yeah, yeah, that's that's great. That's r- really good advice, honey. And so, f- so when it comes to communication, or when it comes to relationship, relationship is governed by the person who wants it the least. Yeah. Bottom line, it takes it takes two to tango. You need you need both people engaged in a relationship for the relationship to to, to grow. And a relationship is a living thing. It's either it's growing, plateauing, or dying. Um, yeah. And so often when communication has shut down by one of the parties. Uh, that that hasn't been an immediate uh, situation. That's been a gradual wearing down. Mm-hmm. And uh, it might just be that that person doesn't know how to communicate, can't get it across. Yep. And at that point, I would just say that maybe you've, you've created some unhealthy methods of communication and, uh, and one person is just not thriving in that. And so getting some help, you know, counselling, uh, like yep. Beck said, pastors or good, great couple that you really respect together and say, hey, would you help us navigate? Help us figure it out, yeah. Help us w- work through this. You know, someone that's like not in the hole with you, that's impartial and objective and can that you trust and that you could help you through that. Um, but yeah, like I said, it's very difficult if one person's not wanting to build this relationship, it's very hard for that relationship to, to be built. It takes both of takes two people. And you can just imagine the tension, you know, the tension yeah. in that situation with a spouse that won't communicate. Um, you know, you'd almost like not want to come home yeah. and go anywhere and do anything like that is, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah that's not tough. an easy situation. That's tough. Hey, so just they write a letter maybe. <laughs> yeah, get, try a letter. Yeah. Try Bex's strategy. It worked for me. It was really, I found that really helpful. Um Got another question along the similar lines, so we'll we'll jump to that one. It says this uh, around conflict management. Um, it says conflict management. Having an honest conversation can sometimes be challenging for you and and the other party. It can create a bigger argument or hurt the other person. How do you go about having a difficult conversation or communicating your feelings and thoughts without adding fuel to the fire? Or how do you protect your connection? in these circumstances without boxing the issue up? Great question. Great, great question. question. You know, um, yeah, so great. Let's, let's start here. 
every relationship is going to encounter conflict. It is par for the course and uh, conflict doesn't mean that the relationship is failing or, or even unhealthy. It's innate, sometimes just what happens when you get two human beings doing life together. Mm. The Bible says Healthy that iron conflict, yeah. sharpens iron and when you sharpen an iron, you're getting sparks. sparks. Right? Yep. So, so, so conflict is uh, unavoidable but you can deal with conflict healthily mm. and you can deal with conflict unhealthily. So if we can take our example of me as a words person and want to verbalize and Bex is an internalizer that needs to process. It would Although be, I am getting better. Yeah, yeah. And it would be unhealthy for me to, to, to railroad her to share. Uh, it would intensify the conflict and create frustration. And so it's about having strategies of good communication that you agree to before you get Prior into conflict. to the conflict, yeah. yeah. So, like, have strategies in place. So sometimes I think it's really important to, to talk about uh, how we're going to deal with these things when we get there. Uh, maybe that's not possible in every sometimes situation. Sometimes it's unavoid. You know, you can't avoid. But I think a know. lot of conflict can be uh, can be Can be avoided. Or, not, or work, through, work mm. through healthily when you have a strategy in place and you understand how the other person processes um but we can't sweep stuff under the rug Mm. you can't you can't in any relationship because it stays there you sweep it under the rug and it stays there and it creates a distance and a gap between you and the other person it breaks intimacy and it breaks connection that thing needs to be addressed and it needs to be dealt with so that you can come back into connection and back into relationship and closeness and so i think it's really important that we don't um don't just sweep stuff away but that we find healthy methods. Yeah, I think it says here, yeah, um, how do you go about having difficult conversations or communicating your feelings? I think um, choosing the time and place, Mm. I think, um, you know. Not not in front of your mother-in-law, for example, would be. Not in front of your mother-in-law or your your kids. Your friends or your kids, kids. you know. Um, Yeah, don't be that couple that, you know, have a domestic um, argument you know, at a friend's house. We all know how that or feels. Or something like that. Other, you know, it's an awful people. feeling, isn't it? It is, yeah. But I think finding, like Steve said, having strategies. And I think sometimes we want to communicate things and we know that they're on the cards. Like, for example, you know, you might want to buy a car, you know, and that's one of you might not want to buy a car and one of you might, you know, that's like a, a big thing but a small thing. But then there's other things that are more to do with your relationship. Um, but it's so if it's things that you know are in your future that you've got to talk about buying a house or a car or doing something or going overseas, you know, you can have those conversations at any time, but it's got to be a good time. So it's got to work for you. It can't be, for example, I'm not a night person, so it can't be late at mm. night um, or when you're super tired or, um, you know, but I think things to do with in your marriage and relationship, like the deeper issues. Um, of ha- like you're feeling, you might be feeling like lonely or you might be feeling like you're not priority or you might be feeling um, unloved or, you know, there's all these feelings, you know, our feelings can sometimes um, be heightened. Um, but I just think sometimes, yeah, communicating those feelings in a healthy way. Um, but I love what you were going to say about how you can put yourself like yeah. when you can explain someone else's feelings, I think that is that is an awesome yeah. strategy. So one of um, one of our conflict resolution strategies um, in in our relationship 
uh, and you can employ this and uh, in, in, in any in, in relationship, your, in, a, in a business, and even you know in a working relationship, um, uh, in, in any, any situation, and, and that is very simply this: Can you explain how the other person is feeling? Can you explain? Oh, we've lost our questions. One moment, caller, come back. There it is. Can you explain? Um, can you put into words if you are their defense? Let's just say uh, we're we're in a space of conflict. Can I be Bex's defense attorney and put forward mm-hmm. the case of how she's feeling? Um, can I articulate how she's feeling? Because often what happens in conflict is we go to bat for ourselves, mm. right? And so it's and so that you've got to have a winner and a loser. Uh, I'm on this hill and you're on that hill and we're just throwing lobbing bombs between each other. But can I jump down off my hill and go over to her and say, this is how I think you're feeling. This is how I fe- mm. think this is affecting you. And when you do that, all of a sudden, it disarms it, you see, because now Bex is going, okay, you do actually you understand, do understand yeah. how I'm feeling. Oh, you do get it. You yeah. do get it. And um, all of a sudden, it, it just disarms And sometimes it almost doesn't go any further than that. Yeah. You know, you think it's going to be this big, heated thing. And then as soon as... I can say, I can see you're feeling like this. It's almost like that's all you need. Yeah. You can almost say one line and it's done. Yeah. Yeah, it's so a really healthy way. Try that. Um, <laughs> how do you protect your connection in these circumstances? Yeah, without boxing up. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think we've probably covered the yeah. communication. Avoid personal, avoid personal attacks. Attacks, yeah. You know, um, guard, guard, guard the, 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 the um, essence of the other person. Don't tear them down. Understand that the conflict is around something, not not necessarily the person, but something that's in, that's getting getting in between you. Whether or not you're staying up too late or going out all the time with your mates, you know, um, it's a situ it's situational. And um, let's not tear one another down. Let's just talk about the issue, not the person. And, dra- I sl- and dragging up the past, like yeah, that's the worst day. Eh? Don't bring let the, like the, if you like past is the past. If you bring right? up the past, you've got to realise that that thing in the past is already buried. So you dig it up and it's covered in maggots and it stinks <laughs> this is Leanne Matethius past Leanne this, but it's true it's like yeah. ugly and stinks and it's the past like often we get into these conflict situations and mm. we all of a sudden want to talk about what happened 10 years ago it's got nothing to do with that mm. but you know we just almost sometimes trying to find something to fight about or or yeah it's not healthy yeah. but yeah I think we've covered that off pretty well how to communicate. Hold hands and argue. That's another good tip. Doesn't work. You can't argue holding hands. Uh, let's go to a, 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 this quite a serious question, um, which I'm going to do my best to address. Um, it says, so Steve, so it's actually addressed to me. Yep, so, so I'm going to zip, zip my uh, lips. It says, so Steve, how do I justify a budget for hunting gear with my wife? And uh, for those that don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm quite a passionate uh, hunter. I enjoy being out, being out in the bush. And um, so quite quite a serious question, and um, I do, do want to give this the, the time it deserves. Um, so look, quite simply, look, let's really, to be honest, you're buying this hunting gear for your wife. Let's be real about it, because mm-hmm. you know that if you go bush, you're going to get recharged, restored, and you're going to come back a better man, a better husband, a better father. And uh, you're doing that because you love your wife and you're going to be bringing organic, free-range meat home for the family because you love them. Win-win. Honestly, it's quite a selfless act to buy hunting gear, isn't it? So uh, I'm sure that because you love your wife, you're going to follow through and make sure you get the best gear. And of course, you know, health and safety is quite an important thing nowadays. And so Absolutely. we want to make sure you get home safely to your family. So make sure you get good, high-quality gear. 
Um, I'll just do a plug because, you know, sometimes <laughs> Steve will ring me and he's like, I'm on, on my way home from hunting. And I'm like, already? Like, it feels like you just leave. Like, can you stay away another day? Um, so, yeah, I actually, yeah. You like your space. I love my yeah. space, yeah. So, that's a win. <laughs> that's a win-win. Um, but it is true. You do come back. This is a, this is yeah. a, a question. How do you know if someone is the one? So how do you know if someone is Neo? Any Matrix fans out there? No. How do you know if someone is the one? If you're not the one. <laughs> how do you know if someone is the one? Um, do sparks fly? Um, how do you know I was the one? That's a. We could be here all night talking about that. Um, we will not tell you our life story, but you're welcome to. Um, the listeners us. would hang. They would hang in for hours listening. to They me. would. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we've got a really cool story. All the watches. Um, how did I know you were the one? Yeah. Oh, I still get goosey thinking about you. Come on. Yep. I still, just those memories, eh, in those early days. So good. Um, but how did I know you were the one? I can't actually articulate that. It is a difficult question to answer. It's a difficult answer. question to answer, but I think I was like ringing, texting, vi- visiting, hanging out, stalking. You know, I like could not get enough of him. Um, and I think that's probably a good sign that, you yeah. know, I was going to say that you're into someone. Is that the same thing as being the one? And that's that's the starting yeah. process, right? You have to be attracted to someone. Attraction is, a, is, a, um, is, a, is, a, is an important part of it. Yeah. But like um, on top of attraction, I think it's really important that you actually align in value. Absolutely. You align in life direction. Um. If you're tuning in and you're a Christian and you love Jesus, does the other person love Jesus? Yeah, you know, number like, one question. Um, you know, uh, because that's a big that's a that's a big problem, right? If if you love Jesus, they don't. You know, that's a massive part of your life that you can't share. That's that's challenging, right? So, although not always. No, I mean, yeah, okay. you mean not together, but yeah, you can't yeah. share together, right? Like yeah. that's uh, so. I think there's. Uh, yeah, there's some things in that about just tracking together, you know, finding, you know, finding that just that connection that beyond attraction um, of compatibility. Yeah. Um, you know, not to say that, you know, we all know that opposites attract and Bex and I are completely different people. Um, but therein's the beautiful thing because um, mm. we sort of fit together like that. So um, I don't know if we can really give this question justice. So I, I think if we could answer that question with um, some level of um, of exactness, we'd be able to write a book and it'd be a bestseller. Uh, and uh, yeah. but anyway, um, yeah. Sorry, it's a bit ambiguous, but we will move on to the next question. Um, where do I find a man that loves a tambourine? It's a big question. Where do I find a man that loves a tambourine? In Timbuktu, I think. Near, you know, unicorns and umpalumpas. Basically, that's somewhere somewhere in that vicinity. Um, And I'm pretty sure that is our good friend Shekinah trolling us. Yeah. So good one, Shekinah. We'll um, we'll pray for you. We'll keep praying for your tambourine man, that that tambourine skilled man. Um. Hey, Mr. Tambourine. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Next question: Is Canada a legit place to find a woman who loves Jesus? This is another troll. This is probably a great one. From the king of trolls. For my brother to answer. So my brother Ezra actually is now living in Canada because he fell in love with a Canadian. Canadian So she loves Jesus. So I would say absolutely it's a legit place. But even Canada has people that love Jesus. If this is actually what's going to happen, 
if this is a troll, but if this actually happens, make sure she's prepared to live in New Zealand. <laughs> yeah. Okay? If this is, is who we think it yeah. is, Mr. Nuku, you yeah, bring her back sure here. Make sure that she actually wants to live in New Zealand, even if it's like six months here, six months there, but we <laughs> cannot give you over to Canada fully. Nah, it's not happening. Yep, not happening, sorry. All right. So we have one final question. I think we do. One yes, we do. more. Last question. Everyone says to become friends first. How do you find the balance between friends and the friend zone? When you enter the friend zone, you can't get out. You're stuck in the friend zone. But it's good to build a friendship first. Get to know the person, right? Absolutely. So how do you build the friendship but not end up in the friend zone? I think hanging out in groups is a really important thing. Um, having fun together. Like go for a hike, go to the beach, go on a road trip, you know, drive from Wellington to Taupo just to go to McDonald's to get a soft serve cone and back, you know, just crazy stuff like that. Um, and I think when you're in that friendship zone, it's great because you can just be yourself, talk about anything and anything and it doesn't really impact the other person. Um, so you can share your life story. Um, but I think being friends is, I don't, I can't imagine entering into a marriage without being friends. Yeah. I just think that would just, in my opinion, I think that would be odd just to meet someone and be like, right, I'm marrying you tomorrow without any. Well, disclaimer for us, know? we didn't build a friendship first. We, we Yes, we did. Well, come Do you on. not? Come on. Did you not think? What, oh, on the dance floor? Come oh. on. All right. We did not build a friendship first. Well, I just thought we were just best friends, like, from day one. But we, like, we, but we went straight romantic. We went... We went from, oh, I guess. We went straight yeah. romantic. Yeah, so, true. So... What's uh, awkward. <laughs> so, do as we say, not as we do. But, look, build a friendship. Building a friendship is a great... You really want to give yourself an opportunity to observe. Observe this guy or this girl, how is she with her friends? Um, you know, how, what, what is the rhythm of their life like? Yeah. I mean, get, get, and how you know, do they treat you in front of their friends yeah. and family? And how do they treat their, and how do they treat their family? Definitely meet the family. Yeah. Like that's, I think, you know, um, a good thing to do too. But, uh, yeah, I think that, um, it's you funny know. you think that because I just think, oh yeah, we were friends first. <laughs> well, we 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 we, we had so off. we had a lot of fun together. We did a yeah. lot of crazy adventures and camping and oh, we road trips. Established and, a friendship, absolutely. Yep. And uh, you are my best friend. Yeah, we and, still are. We still know, are friends. Um, but all we, these years later, you know, we but I guess straight. yes, we did go straight romantic, <laughs> which is um, a story for another day. Another day, but anyway. Um, but God's good. Yeah, yeah. You know, praise God. Um, but look. Build a friendship um, that you can observe the person enough to kind of get a get an understanding of whether or not not just your feelings are for them, but you can you know you think this is someone that you could yep. actually engage in building dating towards um, a, a future together. So yep. um, I think Bex's advice is great: hang out in groups. That way, you yep. know, um, it's, you know, it's safe. It's safe. It's fun, and you know, it, it just creates a great environment to get to know somebody. Yeah. Come to gaming night. Gaming collective, yeah. Gaming collective. Come to gaming yep. collective every Friday week. Second Friday. Yep. Seventeen of us here last Friday. It was awesome. That's a good place to hang out. That's for those that live in Wellington. What about young adults? Go to young oh, adults. Oh, young adults. That's young adults tomorrow, adults night. tomorrow night. Fondue night. Yeah, fondue night. It's you know, come yep. and have come and have cheese and chocolate. Yeah, I think there's a lot of single people there too. Yeah, there we go. You just never know. You might find your partner. Fondue and friends. Fondue and that's the way to do it. All right. Hey, so look, any final thoughts before we close? Um, just that 
marriage should be awesome yeah. and it should be fun. Yeah. Um, relationships should be fun and I think we were discussing tonight, you know, it shouldn't be hard work. Um, I just think fight for oneness. Yeah, share your um, passions. Yeah, share. Oh, share your passions with Absolutely. What do you want to do when you grow up? You know, let your spouse know, things yeah. like that. Um, have fun. Don't take anything too seriously. Be super quick to forgive. Forgiveness is um, And, yeah, I don't really know what else to say except that I love my husband <laughs> and I love doing life with him and that's how it should be. Yeah, I love you um, too. And I, uh, I can't imagine doing, you know, this journey, you know, you know without you. Um, you know, I'm so excited that we get to be sharing this together. Um, mm. I can't imagine. Um, I wouldn't want to imagine a future where you're not in it. And, uh, you know, it's a crazy little journey for us. We've moved down to Wellington a couple of years ago. We've got five kids and we don't know any, we didn't know anyone down here. But mm. what got us through that journey was the strength of our relationship yep. and that we're in it together and that togetherness is so important. Yep. So Hard um, days, easy days. Yeah, yeah, that's life, yep. right, people? But yep. um, fight, for, fight for healthy marriages. Um, hey, look, if anyone has... Um, any pre-requests uh, around anything, you can use this same Q&A, this questionnaire form to fire in a, a pre-request and we'd love to pray for you. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, or further questions. Or any further or, questions. Um, or unsure of something we've said or... Yeah, if you've got a question yeah. and you want, to start, you want to talk to, you know, fire it, you can fire it through and just put your name on it and if we know you will contact you, maybe private message you or whatever like that. But we just want to, you know, if... Our prayer, our prayer and our hope coming into tonight was that if this could help one person and give yep. them some bit of um, advice or uh, uh, help um, that was you know, going to be or encouragement, encouragement then, you know? then, then it yeah. was worth it. So we hope we've done that. Thanks yep. for tuning Thanks in. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for coming Thanks and joining us on your Thursday evening. It's been yep. great doing it. And um, yeah, we'll hopefully be doing more of this sort of... Uh, uh, yeah, live yeah, Facebook feedback's live stuff. good. Feedback's yeah. good. So, yeah, appreciate it. All right, guys. God bless. Have an awesome rest Bye. of the night and a great weekend. Take care. Bye. C3 Church Wellington. One church, two locations. For more info and to connect with us, see c3churchwellington.nz. Search C3 Church Wellington on Facebook, YouTube, or anywhere you get your podcasts.